0: How to Heal a Heartbreak My name is Florence Barkway and you might know me from the Fuck's Given podcast and Come Curious This time I'm hosting this podcast all by myself because I guess that's how I ended up this year In a weird turn of events, um, from being single at the beginning of this year, after my huge breakup at the end of 2019, I have been single this year, um, kind of. Well, during lockdown, I ended up in a bit of a situationship where I found myself falling in love in the middle of a pandemic. How fucking romantic is that? but things didn't really turn out so well and for the first time in my life i properly felt what heartbreak truly truly felt like like the worst kind of heartbreak and because of having to go through all these crazy emotions myself it made me want to reach out to other people and put myself out there and help other people heal from their heartbreak as well. I guess this whole podcast series was the idea of helping myself on a journey of recovery as well as helping everyone else that's going through exactly the same thing. Because I know that whenever I put anything up online about heartbreaks, breakups, oh my gosh, there are so many people going through exactly the same thing. And this is why I wanted to make a podcast about how to heal from a heartbreak so that I could be there on your journey with you whilst we all heal our hearts. So heartbreaks are pretty fucking terrible to go through. So I wanted to give you a little bit of a backstory on my situation and what led me here today. On my journey of healing my heartbreak. At the beginning of this year, I was single. And during the beginning of the pandemic, when we all went into lockdown in March, I had started talking to a guy who I like to call Quarantine Bay. He slid into my DMs earlier in the year, actually, in January. Um, But it was only in March that we really started talking again and we were all in lockdown. I was getting onto the virtual dating vibes. So after talking to him briefly on Instagram DMs, I quickly set up a FaceTime date with him, which was actually the first ever virtual day I ever went on. Um, and we ended up chatting for seven hours on this first date. Both of us had never done a virtual date before. FaceTime is really awkward with people that you don't know. Um, But somehow we managed to be talking for seven hours. We even ended up having a little bit of virtual sex. I mean, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with having sex on the first night. So I guess that this is kind of the virtual equivalent of that. But basically, we ended up chatting almost every single day after that first date um, through WhatsApp, FaceTime, phone calls. And it, it became a little bit of a lockdown love affair. We then turned the virtualness into a social distanced walking date which then dangerously ended up in us snogging in a park in the grass in golden hour. Very romantic. Um, We went on a few sort of outings, like outside dates. And then we kind of came to an agreement that we would get ourselves into a sort of monogamous situation because of COVID. And like we knew that we were taking a risk seeing each other and that it actually wasn't allowed. Um, So we tried to do things as safe as possible. And even though we were both going into it thinking, we don't want a relationship, this is a very casual thing, because of COVID, we decided to only see each other. Hmm. This is kind of where it got a little bit dangerous. So over the next few months, I think it was four months that we were seeing each other, Um, We were only seeing each other and I didn't even see friends. I only saw him um, because we were in lockdown. And then this kind of, well, this led me to be in a very deeply connected situationship with him. And I fell in love. I fell in love in lockdown. And it was amazing. It was the best sex I have ever had in my whole life. We had this like spiritual connection, something that I had never felt before. It was a lock in key situation. His penis felt amazing and like nothing I'd ever experienced before either. It was, it was magical. The whole situation was magical. We became best friends and it was, yeah, it was all going really, really great in my eyes. Um, and then suddenly I felt that he had sort of pulled back a bit and I reached out and was like, why, why, why are you pulling away? Um, and it turned out that there had been a couple of things that had made him feel like he was restricted um and reminded him that he didn't want a relationship and he'd kind of ended up in this weird committed situationship and that scared him um I mean I'm sure we've all been there with people that have commitment issues and sometimes there's nothing you can do about it we ended up having like a whole weekend actually where we were deciding what we were going to do and because the whole like topic had been brought up and it was uncomfortable and there was something off there was just something off suddenly we decided to kind of part ways but not properly we kind of were saying that it was going to be a break um But then it kind of just came into, I guess, like the longer we were on the break, I sort of realised that actually the best thing for us and him was for us to sort of sever the situation completely and for myself because I was like I need to go on this journey of self-discovery and maybe this is the right thing for me now but what I didn't expect was that when I severed that connection with him it, that I would hit rock bottom um, I was truly devastated I'd lost not only my great sexual companion. I'd lost a best friend and I also lost a very significant support network that was getting me through this year and through this pandemic. And it was the first time I'd properly felt the pain of heartbreak, the physical, physical pain. Um, and it, I ended up in a depression. Quite a bad depression. I was staying in bed for weeks on end. Um, I'd sort of get get a bit better, and then I'd fall back into it, and then I'd get a bit better, and then I'd fall back into it. Um, and the healing process has just been wild, which is why, really, why I wanted to make this podcast because I think everyone needs a little help on their journey healing from a heartbreak because we can't fucking do this alone so I really really hope that by launching this little mini series how to heal a heartbreak that it will really touch people and help people heal and get through their own journeys of heartbreak no matter what that heartbreak is like it might not be a heartbreak from a relationship it could be grief it could be it could be from work it could be from a friend a lot of people have lost friends during this time I just hope it's going to help people. That's the reason that I wanted to make this. So, on this series, I'm going to delve into some advice from the best only the best people, um, a sex and relationships therapist, an astrologer, a spiritual healer. I'm going to be talking to my mum. I can't wait. She has never done a podcast before. And then also get some advice from my friends who are here along for the ride during my heartbreak this year. Every single episode will have a new guest and new advice, new experiences that everyone's going to bring from their own heartbreaks and their own life traumas. I'm really hoping that each guest can give you something different, a different perspective, a new physical activity or task or practical piece of advice that you can take on board and really, really integrate into your own healing process to start the series off, I wanted to dip in to dive into some of my journal entries, some writing that I did at the beginning of this heartbreak, because for some reason I got a little bit creative at the the entry of this heartbreak and really felt like sort of writing out what was going on in my mind and and my head and... I'm hoping that the journal entries will give you some insight into how I was handling things at the beginning and also the fluctuations of feelings and emotions that we all go through during a heartbreak um, the craziness, the like I'm get, I'm like being real honest here like I had some crazy moments and they they are shown in these journal entries. Um, we can't all just... Sort of sit back and let these things happen. We have to experience them in our own ways, um, which is why I wanted to share my journal entries with you. So here it goes. Today I woke up at eight thirty a.m. after some dreams that started to make me toss and turn. I woke up with my heart still broken, still aching, yearning, and unsure. I still don't know how to deal with a real broken heart. I had an urge to get up and walk, to get out, but I wanted to retrace my steps. I wanted to see if he would be there. I walked to Shoreditch, about an hour's walk from where I live, because we used to meet there. We used to sit in the garden by the church. We used to go to that cafe where I'd always get an iced oat matcha latte, like that East London white girl I am. So that's exactly what I do this morning. I walk to our cafe, but the usual guy isn't there serving. It's already different. A girl with blonde hair and an American accent asks me what I would like. I order. She compliments my plain white, really quite shit face mask for something to say, whilst the card machine was working slowly. I walk out and replace my freshly complimented face mask with my glasses. You can't wear both at the same time and still see... I walk into the park and sit down where me and him sat once. A strange makeshift table and chairs. But it's different too. A new extra chair is next to where the usual set of four was. I sit where he sat because there was an odd stain on the seat I sat on before. I decide I prefer his seat anyway. I can feel his energy more here. There's a guy working out behind me. He moves to the other side of the park. I guess he wanted privacy too. After sitting in silence for a moment, I decided to put my headphones in. And of course, why wouldn't I? I put on his music. Just to add to the pathetic yearning and desire to be that typical broken-hearted girl. I decide I'm living this out as if it were a movie. The whole romance was something out of Hollywood anyway. Meeting virtually in a global pandemic, defying the laws to meet in the real world and share our first kiss on the grass in Golden Hour. Sneaking into rooms through open windows to explore the intense attraction and sexual pull. Anyway, as I sit in the church park in Shoreditch, feeling like I'm living a romance movie, just I'm in the sad part where you think all hope is lost. I see a man walking on the path behind me. He has his hair. How fitting. That definitely would be something that would happen in the movie. The rush of adrenaline, thinking that maybe he returned to our spot too, but no. It's someone else, obviously. Another guy with the same hair walks past in a blue puffer jacket. I'm not actually sure how this is happening. It's not like his hairstyle is incredibly common. The guy working out starts chatting to a girl who's walking a bulldog in a full face of makeup with heavy lip gloss. It looks like they're exchanging numbers. How lovely for them. My reminiscing is cut short, even though I've been here for two hours long enough because I need the toilet, like I did last time we sat here. I go back to our cafe and ask the blonde haired lady if I can use the toilet, straight through to the right. I wait because someone else is in there. I feel weird asking to use the toilets during a pandemic, but my walk home is an hour long and I'm not sure I can actually make it that far starting to feel awkward because there isn't anyone coming out of the toilet. Is the door just jammed and the red just there all the time? The door opened eventually, busting for the toilet, I thought, finally. It was him. In our spot, our cafe. He walks out of the toilet. (laughs) Oh, don't be serious like that would ever happen. The next day, tomorrow morning, I'm here again this time I cycled. I had a back pain all last night, does heartache reach that far? I got something out of coming here yesterday so I thought I'd try it out again, matcha latte, iced, oat milk, our cafe guy is back but he didn't recognise me because of my shit white face mask. Leaving the cafe I took a sip on my matcha latte and it tasted creamy, sweet and not like usual, it was different. I had to be that person who goes back to the cafe and asks is this definitely oat milk and make a joke about if it wasn't I'd get a real bad stomach ache so I had to check. I'm probably going to get a stomach ache anyway. I still came here with the hope that he might be here too. I almost have decided that this is my new morning routine. I mean can it be negative if it gets me out of bed in the morning and doing some exercise? The matcha wakes me up, and yesterday I had a really productive day, and I might see him. One day he might be here too. Other people in the churchyard park have a routine. Two guys boxing a back. This time they're training behind where I'm sitting. My mum texts me correcting me that I was born at 10:35 pm and not 10 pm. This changes my astrology chart. I'm actually a Capricorn rising and not a Sagittarius. New day, new me, I guess. I feel like picking up a nasty habit like smoking, watching a guy come to sit in the park for a cigarette. He has more purpose than me here. I have a tummy ache. I think I've created it with my mind, feeling like I'm drinking cow's milk. Yesterday, my friend told me that there was a thin line between being aware and actually being delusional. This was after I told her what I did yesterday morning. I'm reflecting. I mean, who knows? Maybe that would make life more interesting. There isn't actually a lot going on during a global pandemic. Being delusional actually sounds more entertaining than being sane. But alas, I think I'm so self-aware that everything I do seems mundane and pointless. Today I told myself that I'd only stay here for how long it took me to finish my matcha latte, iced oat milk. I'm feeling the pull to stay, wait it out, what if he comes and I'm not here? Maybe that's the delusion my friend was talking about. A lady walks past, pink hair, little dog. She walks over to the lavender and rubs some on her hand. The guy who looks like him is back, talking to a family, not sure what about. I can't hear the world. I can hear his music. I'm wearing the exact same thing today. My chilled blue jeans, a black baggy hoodie. This time I have my bike helmet and my pink cycling bag. I'm going to have to leave. My tummy hurts and I don't feel like going back to the cafe today. I have an idea that I'll go back to some of the other places we went, we met, we kissed and write more. I just wanted to add that after writing those journal pieces, I realised that what I was doing was very, very unhealthy and I was definitely living in a little bit of a movie land world and just trying to make something interesting out of the shit situation that that I was actually going through. Um, I then wanted to go on to read you another journal entry that I wrote, I think probably a month later when I went down to Brighton just to show the change in mood and the change in feelings that happen and occur during a heartbreak because oh boy (laughs) there's ups and downs today I woke up to the scratching sounds of my mum's dog's claws tapping around on the wooden floors I'm in Brighton finally away from London after being in the same four walls for the last five months it feels so good refreshing I'm sitting on the beach now looking at my feet in the stones I'm wearing my white puma trainers the sea is turquoise blue lapping the shore the sun is shining through a clear blue sky as I am sitting here I thought about him how nice it would have been to show him my hometown I feel different about the whole situation now. My heart doesn't feel as broken. The ache is now dull. A small sense of loss but a big sense of new adventures. I know we'll be friends and I am happy with how the future will be now. Sex or no sex. Relationship or no relationship. Not saying it will be easy. The thought of him seeing other girls strangles my throat a bit. But I'm trying to really fully get into this being alone, alone thing. No distractions, just me, no sex. My biggest revelation is that I need to learn to be happy just me, myself, because that's what it's all about, right? Believing in the universe and enjoying the pointy pebbles under my bum. Sitting on the beach, watching the sea, my compassionate lapping sea. I also just want to point out, after that quite positive diary entry, I think a month after the breakup, um, I definitely didn't stay in that <laughs> in that state of mind. I went from feeling so positive about being um, alone and with all these new adventures and new new hopes to to fully being in a really shitty heartbroken place again um so I, I i wanted to i wanted to read those entries out because i think like especially the contrast of those ones it really shows the journey that you go through dealing with a heartbreak because oh my gosh there are so many ups and downs tell me you old, but it don't feel right i am assuming my own I really cannot wait for you all to hear the rest of this podcast series. I'm going to be talking to some amazing people um, to help me on my healing journey and to help you, most importantly, on your healing journey. I want to be here for you so you are not alone going through your heartbreak because I am always going to be there with you whenever you feel like you're having a shitty time and you don't know who else to turn to. You can turn on one of the episodes of this podcast, the one that really resonates with you, and it will help you get through it. The next episode is going to be with a sex and relationships therapist called Mike Lusada. So don't forget to tune in next week for the real advice to start because I know that this this hasn't really been full of advice so far, but hopefully it's been something to be there with you. It's me saying, hi, I'm here. I'm here on this journey with you and I've been going through the same things that you are and we are all going to get through this together I really cannot wait for you to be on this journey with me. I can't wait to speak to all these guests. If you want to hear more from me, you can find me on Instagram at Florence Bark. That's B-A-R-K. And also on Come Curious. I have a little IGTV series on there called The Discovery Diaries, where I have spoken a little bit about my heartbreak and all of this situation. So if you really want some more details, go tune in there as well. And by the way, if you have been enjoying the music on this podcast, it is by my friend, an amazing musician, Jar Jar Kisses. I came across this track just whilst I was starting this podcast journey, actually. And it really, really hit me. It's called Sleeping Alone. And it was made because of a breakup a heartbreak this year so how bloody fitting is that I I reached out to her immediately and was like I need your track in my podcast like it doesn't make sense to have anyone else's music here I need something that resonates and is is on the same journey and path that the podcast is in i i love the fact that you can creatively collaborate um on this on this journey together and Yes, I'm so excited to have her music here. So if you want to hear more by the artist, please check her out on Instagram at Jar, Jar Kisses. And also check out this track. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. It's called Sleeping Alone. And it's incredible. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you to everyone as well for listening to this first episode of How to Heal a Heartbreak. I hope that it has all resonated with you in some kind of way and you will hear me next week. So stay tuned and I'll see you then.